0: Welcome to the latest installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast and I'm joined by an experienced group of tech leaders to discuss an intriguing challenge, the journey into product. Before we delve deeper into this topic, let's work our way around the room and make some general introductions. So Nina, if you'd like to kick us off.
1: Hey, hi all. Uh, Well, first, thank you so much for having me on the panel today. I'm very excited for that. Um, My name is Nina and I work at the IT company KMD and uh, with the system or product if you will called the um, nexus so the platform is being used as a data driven case management system across healthcare, welfare and social services our platform is used by around 80 danish uh, municipalities and i've worked with a product development for almost a decade, but has acted as a product manager for the last year and a half. So I'm very much looking forward to discussing and hearing more about your experiences with product management. And um, privately, I'm married and have two sons, an eight-year-old and a two-year-old. So I use my spare time just trying to catch up with those boys, yeah.
0: good to keep you on your toes. And Christian? little bit about yourself yeah so i am uh,
2: christian johansen i am uh, based in copenhagen living there with my uh, fiance um currently i'm employed as a product manager in if insurance where we target the industrial size clients meaning the biggest commercial clients in the nordics and i've been here for soon two years before that, I was working in Wisma, where I've been working with the EOP systems, so ranging from sales to uh, development. And yeah, transitioned into product management, at least formally, uh, when I joined uh, EF Insurance. And privately, I enjoy golfing. So the last uh, weeks has been really great for me since the Danish weather has been amazing. And uh, yeah. Uh, just recently, I wrapped up my uh, master's program, which I've been doing on the side of, of, of work. So, that has given me a lot of free time. So, I'm having a great time these days.
0: Very nice. And what did you study at your master's? Uh, business Administration. Administration. Might have been a little bit of a lordy question, given the title of this episode. But, we'll show sure we'll dig deep into that later on. Yeah. And, Anders, a little introduction on yourself, mate.
3: Yes. Uh I am VP of product in a Danish startup called Vumio. Uh, It's a platform that handles uh, Instagram uh, influencer uh, marketing. So we we offer our customers a platform. uh, We like to call it 360 uh, marketing experience. So everything from uh, attracting uh, talent, that means creators and influencers, running campaigns with them and executing these campaigns. Uh, and lastly, uh, reporting on how the uh, how the influences uh, did and how their campaign overall did, uh, uh, also compared to past campaigns. So we like to be one stop shop for everything influencer marketing. Yep. And privately, uh, a little bit north of Copenhagen, uh, I have three kids, uh, and if you hear any noises, that's probably them. They're upstairs. I'm in the basement. Uh, that's. Basically also what I use my private my uh, my <laughs> private time for. That's all about the kids. I
0: think mean, you mentioned their mix of ages. How old are the kids, Anders?
3: Oh, they they are eight, almost eight, uh four and one and a half, uh, two boys and a girl. A uh, girl is the youngest. She learns quick from her older brothers, I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> Thank you for that, mate. And last but not least, Frederick. Hi guys. So yeah, my name is Philip
3: Uh,
4: I work uh, in the municipality of Copenhagen uh, within an organization called Group IT. It's kind of hard to translate these uh, municipality words, if you will, into English, but uh, yeah, so it's like uh, our internal IT organization, we do uh, IT across the whole municipality, uh, which is a huge job. It's a workplace with over 45,000 employees. our product owner. I've been a product owner for about half a year now. Uh, my product is something called a local IDP, so it's the identity provider for um, all of our employees that needs to access uh, different public services. And we have about uh, twenty thousand users. And, um, we just launched the product about uh, three weeks ago. Uh, so a lot of uh, stuff is happening these days, and uh, really seeing how how stable it is. And uh, of course, there's a lot of fixes um, along the way and and whatnot. So uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm 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 quite on the journey. I'll say
0: congratulations on the launch, mate. And outside of work.
4: Outside of work, uh, I have my little family. I live in Copenhagen with my um, with my girlfriend and my son, which is uh, 13 months this time. Uh, besides that, whenever I have some spare time, it doesn't happen too often. Uh, I just like to hang out with uh, all my friends, come come outside, see uh, see all the cultural stuff that's uh, available in Copenhagen, go to new beer places and whatnot. Yeah, enjoy life,
3: really.
0: Thank you for that, Frederick. Hi, everyone.
3: If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech, data, product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organisation to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast.
0: So, I suppose I should remind the, the listeners on the title of this episode, it is The, the Journey Into Product. The reason for drafting this title is because I'm lucky enough to speak to quite a few product people on a day-to-day basis, and I suppose one common theme is that there is no common theme into going into product management or product ownership. I think there tends to be several routes, several ways in which people end up in the position, so this title just looks at directly addressing that. Before the call, I asked each person to put forward a question, so Nina, if you'd like to yep. pose yours to the panel.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for that. I guess I have the honor to be the first to ask you guys. How did you end up in product? Was it a conscious decision or by coincidence? And I don't know, Anders, do you wanna try to answer first? Hmm?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think actually a really good question, Uh, and I think you're right, Connor. I think most people I talk with as well, they don't. I mean, there's no, there's no same path for anyone. I was I started out uh, I think straight from university into consulting, uh, most more specifically on the IT side and product side. Um, then I ventured into uh, a design consultancy agency, but more or less the day to day was the same. Uh, I think as I had advanced into different uh, different titles, uh, mainly as a product ma- uh, project manager. Uh, I was running quite large projects at that time, and I think I, I got a little bit tired of just sort of delivering from A to Z and not really doing a follow-up. Uh, in the end, I think, I, I think it was just delivering and handing over to a customer or a client that actually was not enough for me. I thought, uh, well, and, and sadly, in, 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 uh, in consulting, you also see decisions being made after you, you sort of handed over those projects. Uh, that probably not what you would have recommended or where you would like to take the product if you've if driven it by yourself. Uh, so I grew a little bit tired of consulting, uh, had a lot of experience in building a, a lot of different projects, a lot of different products, uh, and I ventured into to, uh, to a product role first as a product owner uh, in in a large Danish uh, uh, retailer. Uh, they had a, a sort of a spin-off in uh, in, in their innovation hub, uh, and so I started off there. Uh, moved into after that, I moved into a couple of uh, startups, and now I'm VP of product in in another startup called Vomio. So I think it's it's probably a little bit different than everyone else, but uh, I think at the heart of it, I, I wanted to, to to really continuously work on product, uh, improve the day-to-day and, and both see the ups and downs of, of, of whatever you're giving into to customers' hands in the end.
0: Some really so, interesting points there. I think coming from the background, being design, being consulting, and then needing that or feeling the desire to have that more holistic perspective, and I think that's something the product does deliver on. So what's yours, Frederick? What's your take on it?
4: So uh, I graduated uh, about two years ago, uh, and actually got a graduate position within Municipality of Copenhagen Group IT. Uh, so I definitely knew that I wanted to do something with, uh, with IT. I came from a more, what do you call it, more humanistic uh, background uh, and, and wanted uh, that uh, IT development um, kind of role. Uh, so I ventured into, into that, uh, being on uh, several different uh, projects. Uh, at, at one time, I was also a part of uh, our internal lean uh, Agile Center of Excellence, where I really got into the whole Agile framework and uh, really saw uh, what uh, the different roles could actually do uh, for a development process and having that uh, that kind of teamwork uh, framework uh, around developing IT. Uh, because, like two years ago, I didn't know what a product owner is, where well, uh, a product owner was. Um, so that's that's where I really got to know um, the, the role of uh, the product owner. Uh, and then I, I started to be part of all uh, technical projects. And um, I had a very good mentorship with my boss. And uh, there was an opening with uh, the project, uh, which is now the, the product uh, that I'm product owner of. And that's really how I, uh, I got into it. Um, I'm very, very happy with it. Uh, I really like that perspective. Uh, of being kind of uh, visionary, but also uh, being the one prioritizing uh, all the different uh, different uh, things that we can do with product, um, having the conversations with the, the business uh, internally, but also uh, outside with the, with the customers. Uh, that's really a role that I
0: thrive in. Nice, nice bit of background there as well Frederick. I think coming from a university background and you know you mentioned yourself there not knowing exactly what products product owner was so I to put you on the spot spot like this but Nina's follow up question or the, the second part of the question was was it a conscious decision or was it a coincidence and I think it's intriguing that you knew you wanted <laughs> to go into tech so which side would yeah. you say?
4: Yeah of course uh, yeah, so as I mentioned I didn't know uh, what a product owner was two years ago so, so not entirely conscious but as soon as I got to know uh, it was conscious, so it was a conscious choice to actually go into uh, more technical stuff, and it was also uh, a conscious uh, choice to to take on the part of a product owner uh, when the opportunity...
0: Uh, opened up. And the opportunity arose, and I mean, was there any other path that you were considering, aside from product?
4: Um, I was also having the role of a Scrum Master for a period of time, uh, that was a, a very nice way to really practice the framework and get into the whole development uh, process. Uh, but of course, you didn't have the same business
0: perspective. It was more uh,
4: looking at uh, looking at the team and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so, so yeah. Nice one.
0: And what about yourself, Christian? How did you end up in product?
2: So I think I think the question about the conscious decision versus coincidence is super interesting because. When I think back and when I try to uh, explain how I got into my role, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to to say product manager five years ago. Um, I've been in my role for, yeah, uh, one and a half year uh, currently. And um, my journey to going there really started in a completely different field. So I was actually working in, uh, in accounting and... At that stage, I just realized. Well, um, while I like my job, I think the software side of things is is very interesting, and that that was a that was a transition into ERP systems for me. And all of a sudden, I was in an IT company and seeing, you know, this type of role um, being quite interesting because, you know. This is the way where, you know, while I was in sales, but th- th- this uh, this way um, this role was a way for, for you to make a lot of decisions about how a product is shaped, uh, but you're also responsible for the outcomes of, of the product at the same time. So I kind of noticed a way to get quite a lot of, well, influence on how things are done, uh, you know, promoting ideas, or at least gathering them and, and trying to facilitate a, a conversation to get ideas out. But also ultimately standing on the other side and being able to uh, to to you know when things goes well you know celebrate the outcomes, but also <laughs> track down what you have done maybe not ideal and and say well that's the reason that outcomes weren't as intended. So for me, I would say somewhere along the journey when when I saw the role, when I noticed that what's possible with the role it became a conscious decisions uh, decision but until then it it was uh, uh, definitely a coincidence um so so gradually more and more conscious and i think you know the original driver was i want to work more with it to be honest i I didn't really know what that was at the time but i i find now that product management uh, is a good way to to get closer to that at least in my case so representing business um but still working with IT, um, depending on the organization, of course. But uh, how about yourself, Nina? Um, <laughs> what about your your own journey into product? How did you end up there?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I have a master's degree in social science and studied social problems. So I never really imagined that I would end up working in the IT business. Mm. Um, but my husband, and, uh, but in uh, two uh, 2016, my husband got transferred to San Francisco and I, of course, followed and eventually landed somewhat by chance at Apple in Silicon Valley, where I worked on optimizing the Danish version of Siri. Um, the position did not require a technical background, thank God for that, but uh, but more a closer understanding of the product um, customer segment. And I quickly got hooked uh, on product development, and I guess the rest is history. So for me, it has clearly been a coincidence that uh, led me into product.
2: Yeah. And then maybe to follow up on that, I'd actually just like to ask you, uh, we can start with you, Frederick. So if you go back to your first day, it doesn't have to be you know a product, it could also be a scrum master, but working in a product related role, what advice would you give yourself
4: uh,
2: heading into that role for the first time?
4: It's hard to say really because, uh, as I mentioned, I've only had the role for about uh, half a year, so I, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm still in that position in many ways, uh, learning uh, every day. Um, but it would definitely be to, uh, to, to, to uh, quickly gain some inside knowledge on your product, uh, really use the people that you have around you uh, talk with the developers, talk with the customers, talk with the, the business, um, listen to all of the different perspectives, uh, and really just take that into consideration and do your prioritization uh, based on, on on that, really. Um, um, at, at start, uh, you could tend to feel that uh, now that you have this role, you're the one making the decisions, right? The big leader. Uh, and that's not what, uh, what product ownership uh, is, in, in my opinion, um, not, not at all. Uh, so I have some certain responsibilities with the product, but I have a lot of people working with me on the product. It's, it's not my product entirely. I, I just have a special role in this, this setup, right? Uh, so we're doing it together and uh, we all play our, our, our different parts. Uh, so uh, we, we use each other and uh, make make the best out of it, uh, all of the different perspectives that we
0: have. And what about yourself Nina? I think it's a great question as well, because I think it really provides value to people yeah. just going into product. So I exactly. To everyone's
1: yeah. I agree on that. It's a really good question that makes one reflect. Um, I think my advice to myself would be not to overthink the job description. Um, which, by the way, was very long and detailed. And uh, now that I think of it, it is more or less impossible to tick them all, right? Um, but yeah, as a, I guess as a PM, you are an a- octopus who must coordinate with all units in the organization to get the roadmap in balance, right? But um, that does not necessarily mean that you must have knowledge within all aspects of the product, um, I don't know if it's because over time, I risk more in my role and professional skills. But when I have come across challenges, I have solved them by just being rational thinking, by listening and just trying to be open to possible solutions. So I believe it has been more personal strength and not necessarily professional skills that have helped me. So. Therefore, my advice is be yourself, throw the theory books aside and just try to be a good colleague and you will get a long way because you already got the job based on your professional skills. Yeah. And um, what about you, uh, Anas? What advice would you give yourself?
3: <laughs> it's very interesting. I, I think bouncing off what you said, I think the empathy in in and also a little bit what Frederick was talking about, you know, leaning in towards others. Uh, you as a product manager, it sounds sounds fancy in a way in, in that title, but 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 you're, I mean, obviously you're managing a product, but but you can't do it alone, and and you you need to have uh, a lot of empathy for not only your colleagues but also your your uh, your your users. The so I would say, I would say going back into that is is it's just. Leaning more into the role, uh, making making sure that 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 you know I trust myself in 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 in, in the decisions I make. Uh, they are not made out of thin air. Uh, they were they're obviously based off of uh, good insights uh, and and, uh, and a lot of discovery, product discovery along the way. So, so I think if I really had to do some give myself some advice, I think. Learning product discovery earlier on the the whole product thinking, getting into it uh, a little bit earlier in my career. I think that's probably what I've done. Um, but but uh, definitely leaning a lot more into the empathy side of uh, of, of being a product manager. Um, what about you, Christian?
2: Obviously, I had a chance to reflect a bit on this one as I posted as well. Um, and and it is something that I've been talking to colleagues with uh, here and 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 then because. It can be quite uh, new uh, in terms of terminology uh, for starters. If you're coming from a completely different role, especially a business role, as opposed to, you know, if you have been working in, uh, for instance, agile setups and engineer transitioning into product. Well, not everything is new, at least not on that side. Uh, but but what I what I really have been thinking is is quite relevant. Is I heard you actually say Nina about dropping the theory books, at least not overthinking it. Uh, while I, I definitely agree, I would also say there's some merit also to just skim a book. One of the common ones, whether that's you know professional product owner inspired or whatever you like, just to get a grasp of the terminology. Um, like you can get very scared the moment you open a Jira or Confluence and get you know overwhelmed. You may have a you know ten invites in your calendar. That scares you because you don't know what's the purpose of a retrospective. Or you may already in the interview, supposing you haven't landed the job yet, you may already be a bit, uh, you know, uh, surprised by some of the terms. Uh, who knows if you know what product discovery is, right? So just getting this brief introduction to to everything I would uh, I mean, I, I luckily did that, but but really emphasizing that, you know, reading those books, taking the time to just uh, to, to do that, that, that's really helpful. But one thing, if it was specifically for myself, I think it's about really uh, understanding, I think it was mentioned as well, understanding that, you know, you are coming into an existing team in many cases, right? There is already some ingen- engineers around. Maybe there's already established practices. You don't have to reinvent things. You can maybe assume that they can do quite a lot of, of, of what they're doing you know, already. You just need to figure out how you can improve it or at least help it function. So, you know, in a first product role, hopefully you're not establishing something completely from zero. Uh, we can get a bit back to that how, why that is you know more of a challenge but you know just take it take it relaxed uh, try to try to 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 sit back and learn and then only after a while try to change the drastic things because there are so many things to grasp before you can really uh really you know yeah really make some big changes and stuff so that would be the advice to myself uh, this really revolves around the fact that you know some some existing teams are senior, well established. Uh, you may have high performing teams on top of that. In that case, you know the product owner's role can be really narrow. Uh, you may just have to do a couple of things to make that just an even better team. And then of course there are completely different team setups with junior people. Maybe it's a more newly formed team, as I said, uh, where the task is completely different. So. Yeah, that's a bit of everything, but uh, but those would be my my advice uh, to myself.
0: I just ask a forward question to um to Nina. So one of the things that you said was don't look too too much into the job description. So if I was to ask you, you know, it's it's obviously impossible to take them all, but if there was a couple of things that you would say are of vital importance in your role as a product manager or product owner, which two would you say?
1: Um, did you say what was the most challenging part?
0: Oh no, sorry, that was. That's into the next thing. So a couple of the things that you should prioritize. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's a there's a long list of expectancies or you know, don't listen to them all, you can't take everything. But what would you say is of is of importance?
1: I think that, you know, as a as I said before, you are as a product manager and octopus, you have to coordinate with so many different people around the product lifecycle, right? So it's um I just realized you can't really succeed alone um as a product manager you are relying on so many other people's uh, work so you just have to compromise on on what what your own expectations and ambitions are and just trying to follow their pace as well um and how you can overcome that or succeed with that is just by being very clear in your communication on what you expect or or what do you really want for for this product. Uh, And by, you know, it's been a while before I just realized that for the developers, sometimes there can be a a bit of a a gap between the developers or the teams. Uh, And then there's a a product owner in the middle. And then I come as a product manager, right? So there's a a gap between development and the product manager. And uh, I've learned over the time that the more I um, formulate very clearly what I want for the product, also not only the technical part of it, but also business-wise, my strate- strategic plans for this product, and so on. So, so the developers really can understand why, what's the purpose of either changing or optimizing a product, um, so they have a better understanding of the overall product and where do you want to go with it for the next couple of years it might help them in their way or how to scope their way of um, do the, the development uh, yeah. yeah
0: well thank you for that I think it was a, a nice follow up on what you, you mentioned as well in terms of personal skills being just as important as professional skills I think that was yeah. a really insightful point and I think one thing that was found as a commonality is the ability to utilise others and to make the most of the teams that you currently have and your ability to, to lean on those to get the best outcomes and results Anders, I know you had a question to post to the panel.
3: Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I think uh, a lot of my time these days, uh, definitely being in a startup, we have a ton of challenges. Always, uh, ever ever changing landscape. Um, so I was very curious to to know from the panel what what was the most challenging part of of being in your product role. Um, you know, maybe, maybe what what is the most challenging part in your
1: role? <laughs> well, actually, first of all, I think that this question is kind of personal also, Uh, so I'm going to try to be honest, and um, I think that I find my role as a PM challenging, Uh, as I said before, when things don't go according to the pace that I want. Uh, It can be due to external factors or even internal processes. It's just challenging when the situation is something that you can't uh, influence or control and um, as what a, I'm sorry.
3: I, and I'm just curious, what do you what do you do then? Uh, I mean, because it's, I guess, I guess it's very common, right?
1: Yeah, it is. But I guess as a PM, that what I can do is, is of course, I'm responsible for the ongoing product development, and foremost, being trying to be thorough in my market discovery, so I can hand over to, uh, to the product team or development team, right? But um, in the entire product lifecycle, there are so many other steps that must be successful before a given release. So I guess the challenging part is that for me, it's about just accepting that I can not solve everything and um, that, again, things might not go in the pace that I want. But I've also learned that I can get really far by just have this very clear and regular communication with uh, my colleagues in other units who uh, contribute to the product development, or somehow uh, just being part of uh, the chain in the product life cycle. Yeah, I don't know if I answered the question, but um, that's yeah. my take on it. What yeah. uh, do do you have another take on what's the most uh, challenging part of being uh, in your product role, Christian?
2: I would say first and foremost that. that- the the one about, let's say, any external factor. It doesn't actually have to be external, but anything, you know, that is somehow out of your control, uh, delaying a launch or delaying progress, or maybe just not making everything happening to your own expect- expectations. That can be frustrating. And, and I think when you have so many stakeholders all over the place, maybe I heard that you have a, a product with, with several clients uh, onboarded that can also, you know, make things, have different timelines. That in itself can be very challenging on a personal level, you know. Sit back and reaffirm yourself, you know, we're doing the right thing, but uh, sometimes the things just also need to to play out before it, it gives the results that you, you would have hoped for. So that's definitely a thing. But I would say, um, I, I touched a bit of, upon it in the last question, I think what's what's really difficult in product is when you have to go from, from nothing to something in the sense that, you know, establishing a completely new product from from an early idea, we're talking about discovery as well, for instance, it could be a new technology you're introducing where, you know, not only engineers maybe think that's that's a completely new thing, but also you have a whole organization or maybe clients or partners who have to readjust to something you're introducing. So the whole change management thing that can come on top of an of already, you know, let's say, good product management efforts can just make things even more complex, um, which is something that uh, that I have definitely seen, uh, especially here in my current role. Uh, you know, you introduce a new technology to the market. Well, that doesn't mean, uh, you know, that you get all the adoption that you hope for on day one. That means, you know, you need to go out there, explain why you did the things you did it, incorporate feedback, uh, reiterate and that loop, you know, is so, so you know what I'm really saying here is when you're not just inheriting something to maintain, for instance, but you you're really starting something from scratch, I think that's the most challenging part of product because you have to go through it all and you may have to 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 you know scratch it as well at some stage if uh, if it doesn't go according to plan. So uh, for me, that's the most challenging uh, part. Uh, what would you say on that one,
4: Frederick? So for me, it might be quite a different picture. So as I mentioned, I work with a number of municipalities, so it's it's public, right? Uh, we have a lot of services that we provide for citizens, uh, ranging from healthcare, education, environment, administration, and whatnot. Forty-five thousand people, people, uh, and like our IT systems just needs to work, right? So we're not talking about uh, a market uh, as as such. We're talking about uh, our fellow employees, which needs to have uh, the IT systems that we uh, use in their everyday work. Um, So a lot of the the product uh, thoughts, if you you may say, is uh, kind of turned upside down and needs some kind of like translation. Uh, when using that in that uh, kind of uh, context, uh, but with that said, uh, it, it, it makes sense to to think uh, think uh, in now IT solutions as as, uh, as products. Um, so my my primary uh, con- concern is that uh, I have to balance so many different perspectives from different sectors, different people working in different places. All kind of different devices and whatnot. Uh, we have uh, internal architecture, uh, national architecture, but we also need to, um, to to connect to and all that kind of stuff. So that is kind quite challenging. Uh, so you need to have uh, quite in depth uh, technical knowledge to uh, to navigate within that, uh, at the same time also um, listening to the business perspectives and also understanding. Uh, the customers uh, or my or my, my fellow uh, employees, um, and and how they use the product in their everyday
3: uh, work, uh,
4: so that's that's the most challenging thing to be
3: out uh, out there. That's very interesting. It's 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 a I think it's a very interesting take on product that your customers are essentially your colleagues, right? It, <laughs> it's a, it's a different playing field than than mine. I can say we are. We're a startup our customers are uh yeah we are b2b so our customers are other businesses uh uh either either uh brands uh, companies that have uh, uh brands that they that they promote or agencies uh so it's it's a whole different ball game in in sort of being uh, a product manager on on internal products you could say i think a little bit to what you're saying as well i think our, my my one of the reason why i brought up the question was I think my my challenge stepping into a into a, a, a product leadership role is 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 not only uh, sort of uh, clearing the way for our product managers to actually do what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so that's both flying up in the helicopter and doing strategic work, uh, while also zooming down back into to helping out uh, fellow product managers and in, in then you know making the right decisions, uh, making sure that we communicate to our are sea level and and so on so that i think is probably one of the challenging uh, parts of my day is so, sort of going up in the helicopter and back down um and, and and i can actually see that that's not very different from what i did as a product manager either but now just on a bit of a different scale um and in, in conjunction to that it i would say also just promoting the product thinking in, internally in the company that's that's uh in 20 20- 20 in 2023 that's actually still very very challenging to 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 make sure that people actually understand what what product is and what we do and 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 how we actually reflect the really good outcomes on 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 the business side of things uh this and and i'm saying this coming from a startup which which should be pretty much bread and butter right mm-hmm. um uh so so i think that's that's it's the mix of that that's definitely the most challenging parts
0: of 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 my role right now i think some really insightful points there and one of the things i'd like to touch on is you mentioned in terms of influence and control i think it was two points that were picked up by christian and nina alike and one of the things i'd like to discuss is just how do you avoid this and becoming frustrated avoid how do you how do you start this and ensure that it avoids frustration and doesn't affect productivity because obviously it is a it's a challenge that a lot of people face in the in the positions in terms of control and having that that influence on the end product how do you stop that from becoming a frustration? Was that a question from you, Connor? It was open to the fore. I think it's a it's an interesting challenge. Yeah, and I wish it was something else. Well,
3: I'd like to go. It's I I think uh, part of part of being a product manager is also being a mentor, right, to the rest of the organization, and teaching teaching them the ways of product. Uh, so I think that takes a little bit. If you can sort of uh, set your mindset to that as well, I think it helps in in not becoming super frustrated all the time. And then, well, to the external factors, they are external factors, so you can't control them. Uh, you, you, you. I think you live and learn, and and you find ways to, to handle it. Um, but but it does require quite a lot of communication skills, I think. Uh, and 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 to some extent, there's a lot of learning by doing. Um, and and one size doesn't fit all. I think the two, the many different organizations I've been in, they they definitely adapted very differently to to not only product but also the roles within product. Yeah. Also, in, in my opinion, it's also it's it's different
4: from being a project manager. manager right? A uh, project manager, like typical project manager role, you would uh, you'd, you would you would tend to uh, have an urge to be more in control, right? When are we delivering this? When are we delivering that? What can we say to the customers? And product doesn't really work the same way, right? We would much rather see what can we actually do. Uh, and how to prioritize the work that people want, uh, want done uh, instead. Uh, so that's also uh, a way of uh, not being uh, frustrated uh, when work is not getting done, uh, to, to 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 not um, um, you know, say, say to people that we can have it done by this and this, but also seeing it as a, as a process where we are iterating um, over time.
3: And I, I think I think that's actually a very challenging part is also communicating that sort of built-in flexibility that people just have to have to sit back and and, and trust the yeah. process right uh it, it and and it i understand why it's a bit scary but but that's that's how the best products are made in 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 my view yeah. so uh, it's kind of like it's a different paradigm from the way that most people are used to work right uh yeah so as, as you say it's that's a lot of education really yeah yeah i see that in in both uh both in senior management and in in many different places i've been but definitely also just in say our sales department or our customer success department they are also really uh really have to get sort of into this nature of of we don't necessarily have an exact date of when something is coming out we we're, we're working on it and we learn as we go and once we have that date but of course we'll let you know uh, because it's it's vital that you know right you need you need to know what you're selling at some point right uh so yeah it's it's definitely a lot of mentoring along the way
2: it's also about not giving in in this case right so it's so easy to get pressure to say well okay sales you will have it by approx. you know you can go there so easily if you if you allow it to go there but then you're completely right in the sense that it's saying the way we work is that It's on the highest priority of my team. We're doing what we can. I hope, and I will communicate to you that I hope to have it, you know, roughly within the year. But you have to know that tons of things can happen, and you shouldn't go like you don't want to promise your client that you know you don't want to promise something so vaguely. So don't do it. I mean, uh, just being just being you know telling them that they you're on the same team, but also educating that you know promising a delivery date as at best you know works this one time but but it can also just be a spiral of of you know not managing the expectations to the extent that the sales team would have wanted anyway so so i i think uh, i think there's some good points there about mentoring your organization and and then i would add be a bit you know harsh when needed if they don't respect that and be persistent uh because that's that's just you know you're gonna need that unless you want to uh yeah, breach a lot of expectations, let's call it that. Yeah.
1: But I think that you can get a long way by just being honest uh, and just tell it could be both external customers or it could be internal stakeholders like the CSM or, or the consultants or the POs or whatever, um, or the management that you are behind schedule or anything like that. And and typically there are some very valid reasons for why you are delayed. Um so, yeah, I try my best to just be honest. But, of course, sometimes when you communicate stuff to the customers, you just pack it in in a more softer way that is more de- deliverable. Yeah. yeah.
0: definitely. I think some really insightful points there. On the back of some of the challenges that you posed, I think be harsh, be persistent, but, yeah, be honest. And I think, Christian, as well, you mentioned it can come to a point where you're caving into a sales team on getting set by deliverables and then you're bound by that. But I think, Anders, you made a great point about communicating flexibility and navigating the way that people perceive the challenges that you face. But moving on to the next question, Frederick, I know you had a great one to post to the panel, so if you'd like to do so.
4: So my question is, uh, is in a a way, a more personal question. And it goes, in what ways or areas uh, could you advance your role within product? Um, And what I actually mean with that question is kind of like reflecting on uh, your role as it is right now, and what is actually needed, and what would be a good way for any of you guys to 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 advance uh, within that. Um, I don't know if you have any reflections on that question.
2: Yeah, I I really think that's an interesting question because as you say, you know, it's it it, it requires some reflection, uh, and and thinking about that. I would say, you know, in my previous role and the current, you know the original scope of the product that I've been working with is, okay, this product, maybe, you know, two products, you know, in a, in an isolation focusing on one area. But but I'm also seeing a need as, uh, you know, you, you gain more responsibility to think a bit more holistically about the product offering, maybe an entire product line or the entire uh, digital product or what, whatever you're dealing with, right? Um, so looking a bit beyond what you are responsible for right now, Transitioning into a mindset of a product portfolio and saying, "Well, it's fine that we build this product that X amount of customers are willing to adapt, but how does it, you know, look if you then review it with our overall digital strategy, for instance, or product line strategy?" So the whole, um, the, the more holistic way of viewing your product and the context is in uh, when you are not there by yourself, which few of us are, I guess. Um, and, and i'm really I'm really working on improving in that so so um, first and foremost tying it up to to a more you know what I'm doing to a more business uh, holistic business direction but I would also say you know this alignment and and, and, and contributing to setting an, an overall vision for let's say an entire product department's uh, you know, way of going so so what i'm really focusing on here is the transitioning from your single product as a product manager with a limited scope to 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 going for this more holistic way of viewing multiple products entire product lines stuff like that and trying to fit the pieces together make sure you understand you know the different needs of customers different customer journeys incorporating what you do into the bigger picture and not so much just delivering and succeeding with your own thing so I'm dealing with that, and I'm hoping to advance that. It's something I, I like many things. I suppose that you can continuously improve, but it's an area that I'm uh, I'm personally working with. And how about you, honest Because I suppose that's exactly also what your role is about uh, these days uh, in in the VP uh, position, right?
3: It definitely is. I think uh, mentoring others is is actually one of the things that I've you know based off that is very much being in a in a leadership role is is mentoring others, but I, I also need mentoring. and I think that's that's quite clear to me that once you advance into to a sort of a leadership role, uh, you, uh, you yourself also need uh, mentoring in in the next steps and how to handle handle being a, a leader of of others, uh, a department. And I think part of it is is definitely getting that mentorship um, and 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 part of that is, I think being a lot more strategic in your work. So it's it's less about, Necessarily, the nitty gritty how everything works, and it's more about uh, uh, the strategic uh, picture of where the, in my case, where the company is headed, where the product is headed. Um, and I think best the best way for me to advance my role and and and, and improve the way the way I, I I work in in product is definitely getting getting a mentorship in in. So that's that's part of the areas um, that that I think I will be looking for. Um, what about you, Nina? <laughs>
1: Well, although I believe that um, as a PM, you should not have a in-depth knowledge of all aspects of the product. It's impossible, in in my opinion, or else I'm just very slow in regards to that. Uh, instead, I believe that um, a curiosity about the customer's use of the product gives you um, continuous insight into how you can optimize the product. So, um in fact i as an ambition for myself in my role as a pm uh, i would really want to remember to dedicate more time to collecting feedback from uh, the customers even if it's negative feedback i don't know if you guys know the uh, the event mind the product but i'll yeah. uh, let yeah So last year I I attended that um, Mind the Product event in London where I remember a presenter said that those who give the best feedback are the dissatisfied customers. And even though their feedback may sound harsh, it is because they gave a F and uh, that is uh, valuable too. Mm. So if they didn't care about the product, right, they wouldn't spend time telling us what we need to do better. So that formulation is something I often remind myself of, especially when I have uh, angry customers on the phone. Um, so, yeah. And what do you think of that, Frederick?
3: Yeah.
4: So when I asked this question, I actually didn't have an uh, uh, answer right on uh, right on the tongue myself, uh, and that's that's maybe why I asked it. What uh, do uh, Kind of the same, some of the same stuff that you said, Christian, about really thinking uh, about the product more holistically. Uh, I'm a product owner, so of, of, of course, I, I don't have the same options as, as, as you guys looking um, more uh, on other products also, but the product that I'm a product owner for uh, has a lot of connections all over the business because it basically enables every uh, public service uh, that, that we use. Uh, within the, the business, and uh, and that's a very important uh, perspective um, that I want to advance further. And, and for me, to really, um, really, really um, do something about that is also getting uh, to know more about uh, the architecture within within the house, as well as the national architecture. Uh, and oftentimes, that's uh, that's how it is in the public sector because uh, we really want to get uh, things done. Uh, but it's just very complex right so 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 what is the actual way that we need to to go if we' are we're gonna do this because uh, the the market or uh, the business what you would call it uh, in, in my case uh wants a more holistic perspective it's just very hard to do in, in practice uh, because of uh, it. and then of course also I'm, I'm quite new in the world so just also uh, keep keep on learning and, and really consolidating uh, my
0: role as a product owner. Thank you for that, Frederick. And I think that's one thing I loved about this this podcast episode is the the different levels of experience have provided some really insightful points and perhaps differing perspectives and what we you know we could got if we had four people at the exact same point in the journey. So I appreciate that. But at this stage, I just ask: Is there anything final that you'd like to add, or any final questions to anybody on the panel? No,
2: thanks for for having us. I'd say it was. Yeah. In
0: which
1: yeah. case, it was fun. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: It should be me thanking you for some amazing contributions. If you'd like to be involved in a future podcast episode, please reach out to me on LinkedIn or drop me an email on Connor.leyland at evolution-nordics.com. See you soon.